Hi, this is Jeff Steele. Today we're going to be reading from Acts 18, verses 18 through 28. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time after that, then said goodbye to the brothers and sisters and went to nearby Centria. There he shaved his head according to Jewish custom, marking the end of a vow. Then he set sail for Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquila with him. They stopped first at the port of Ephesus, where Paul left the others behind. While he was there, he went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews. They asked him to stay longer, but he declined. As he left, however, he said, I will come back later, God willing. Then he set sail from Ephesus. The next stop was at the port of Caesarea. From there, he went up and visited the church at Jerusalem and then went back to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul went back through Galatia and Phrygia, visiting and strengthening all the believers. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well, had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. He had been taught the way of the Lord, and he taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. However, he knew only about John's baptism. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. Apollos had been thinking about going to Achaia, and the brothers and sisters in Ephesus encouraged him to go. They wrote to the believers in Achaia, asking them to welcome him. When he arrived there, he proved to be of great benefit to those who, by God's grace, had believed. He refuted the Jews with powerful arguments in public debate. Using the scriptures, he explained to them that Jesus was the Messiah. Okay, where did this Apollos guy come from? Now, remember, Luke is telling us about the beginning of the church here in the book of Acts. And he's really focusing geographically on this region uh, to the east and north of the Mediterranean Sea, for the most part. Think of it like a lens that Luke has kind of focused on this region. We're looking through this lens to see how the gospel is spreading throughout the world. What's interesting to me is that while all of this is going on, evidently there is more happening to the south of Luke's lens in Egypt. Because here comes this guy named Apollos from Alexandria. How does this random guy from Egypt know about Jesus? And why is he now traveling north to bring the news about Jesus to the rest of the world, just like all the apostles are? We don't really know how Apollos came to know Jesus or what caused him to preach in Ephesus here, only that he did. We know that the believers from Jerusalem were scattered in the persecution, remember earlier in the book of Acts, and they took the gospel with them. So maybe this is more evidence of that. Maybe Apollos himself visited Jerusalem and and could have even heard Jesus teach at some point in his life. Or remember remember that in Acts chapter 8, Philip was on the road and he encountered a government official from Ethiopia and he was able to share the gospel with him. That man was traveling back home. Maybe he took the good news back with him and word spread out uh, through northern Africa from there. It's just, it's always good to know that God is at work in every neighborhood, not just our own, isn't it? It's always interesting. When we think about going on a missions trip or something and we arrive to bring the gospel, right? And then we see all that God has been doing there already. You know, maybe it's about finding ways to join God in what he's doing in the world rather than just getting him to bless our efforts after all. Well, whoever he was, 
Luke tells us that Apollos was a Jew with an impressive knowledge of Scripture and that he was a skilled public speaker. Now, Alexandria was the home to a very large Jewish population. As a matter of fact, do you remember a while back we talked about the Greek translation of the Old Testament? It was called the Septuagint. The entire Old Testament was translated from Hebrew into Greek for those Jews who were living outside Jerusalem so that they could have the scriptures in their own language. Well, that project was, ha, happens to be based in Alexandria, Apollos' hometown. Now, we also know that while Apollos taught accurately about Jesus, he didn't know about anything except for John's baptism. We, we will talk about that more tomorrow, but for now, let's just say that this information he had was true, it just wasn't quite complete. Do you know one of the biggest objections that I hear from people why they don't share their faith? They say, I don't know enough. You know, the assumption is that in order to make a statement about your faith in God, you have to have all your theological I's dotted and T's crossed, but Apollos is evidence that this just isn't true. He knew what he knew about Jesus, but he didn't understand maybe the full picture. Even so, he shared what he had. Hey, if we have to have all of God and theology figured out before we can share what we know, then I need to sign off this podcast right now. Because that's just one of the things that I love about this faith community and things like this devotional. I have the chance to learn as much as I have the chance to share. There's no experts. There's no professional Christians around here. We all share as much as we can and learn from each other. Nobody has all the answers. But what do we see Apollos doing? He's using the gifts that he has. He knows a little about Jesus. He shares that knowledge. He's a gifted public speaker. He uses that skill to share about Christ. So often we think that in order to make a difference in the world, we have to have a certain skill set. You know, like, well, I would share more about Jesus, but I'm not good at that thing. Apollos spoke persuasively because that's how God made him. God had gifted him with a certain boldness, and that was a great thing. But who else do we see in this story? Priscilla and Aquila. And how did they operate? Their method was a bit more relational here, pulling Apollos aside and correcting some misinformation that he had. Notice that Priscilla and Aquila didn't say, well, I'm not good at speaking. I'm not as good a preacher as that guy, so what's the point? No, they operated the way that God made them to operate. They used the gifts they had to do their part. Listen, let none of us say, because I'm not good at preaching and I don't have an awesome speaking voice like Steve Durr, I can't possibly make a contribution in this community. No, 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 no. What do you have? What gifts has God given you? What relationships do you have in your life that you could make a difference in? That's where God has called you to. One final thing. Apollos was a preacher, right? And he was speaking boldly. So what happened when someone came to him and explained some things that he hadn't understood yet? Did he say, hey, I don't see you out here debating with the Jewish leaders? Did he say, who do you think you are? I'm the preacher here. No, he didn't do those things. He learned from them, and he became even stronger. Something happens to us when we become teachers. We sometimes start to view not knowing something as weakness, and we try to avoid it. 
There's a reason that the Bible says knowledge puffs us up. The bigger an organization gets, the less open to suggestion or criticism its its, uh, leaders can become. But being a Jesus follower means that we are pointing the way to him all the time, not at ourselves. So even though Apollos was able to use powerful arguments, the text says, he was also a learner, just like all of us. So how about us? Are we coming to the scriptures looking simply for comfort for our point of view or our opinions? Or are we here to listen to God and to be changed by him? It's the same Bible. It's the same text, but we will get a vastly different result depending on how we approach it. May we all seek to listen to the Spirit of God through the Word of God. So how about you today? Where do you hear God teaching you? And what will be your response to him? Let's pray. God, we approach your word humbly as people who want to hear from you. I pray that through the words that we read, through the words that are shared, uh, God, that you, um, you use those to, uh, to point us to the truth of who you are and the truth of what you call us to today. God, may we have eyes to see what you're doing and ears to hear what you're saying to us today in your name. Amen. Have a great day.